When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was just a lot of, like, the talking and all the Lakers. That, like, it was just so much of that going on. Like, all right, we get it, y'all won. But, you know, I think, you know, me and Brian had some conversations. Like, we can't wait. Quick takes, uh, Stephen A. That was October 2nd. Uh, any reaction about the second half performance by AD last night? It was disgraceful. And, and this man is going to cost LeBron James a shot at his fifth championship. He needs Anthony Davis. When Anthony Davis it brings his A game, he is one of the top seven players on the planet. But that's why I call him Six Flags. I don't call him Street Clothes. I call him Six Flags because he's a roller coaster. It's up and down, up and down. He can drop 41 game, 11 another, or he can drop 17 points in the first half and then disappear in the second half. It's the opening season, like Doggy opened the show. I get all of that. But you cannot get swept by the eventual yeah. champions. Talk smack about them talking smack about you. Let the world know you can't wait for them and then show up on a basketball court to open the season and go an entire second half with 18 minutes and go zero. You're seven feet for crying out loud. One of the greatest talents in the game. You can't score a point. You can't attempt a free throw. And the rest of the team shoots 54% from the field. It is disgraceful. I don't give a damn what anybody says. The Lakers ain't going to have no chance unless this brother shows up with some consistency. That's all I'm saying. Mm, I, I, I can't disagree. I'm, I'm a little bit more with Doggy in that it was game one. But the overall concept is facts. We all know it's facts. AD is going to be the key for the Lakers to achieve their goals. LeBron is an immovable object. Right. Right. We know what we're going to get from him. Right. I think the rest of those role players are going to grow. I thought Torian Pent. Torian Prince, excuse me, played right. well. Right. There's versatility there that I'm excited about. You know. But he's the catalyst. So when you, Eminem is talking, when Eminem is talking, right, sometimes, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, she talks, and other times she's like, she does all of that. You know what I'm saying? You go, and so what happens is the basketball world has gravitated towards this magnificent talent that talks NBA, that talks WNBA, college. that can host, that can talk college. She's special, right? So what I'm saying to you is this. Uh-huh. When you show up, right, yeah. you show up. You don't, we don't fuck all of a sudden. You don't ever see Eminem on the air. And she's, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't ever see Molly not eating. Don't do <laughs> that. Expectations, expectations. She likes to eat and she likes to critique everybody. She just looked at my food. She wasn't looking at my food to see what I was eating. She was looking at my food to see if she wanted some. This is what she does. 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 You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't say Mad Dog Russo. Could you imagine Mad Dog Russo came on the air? You know, Stevie. Not mad. You had a point. Mm-hmm. You had a point. I mean, I think that I think that I get it. We're like, what? What the hell's wrong with it? Somebody look at her sets for it. Is he okay? He got a flu or something? There are expectations. LeBron James is in his 21st year. He's got Mike. He's mic'd up. He's ready to go. How the hell is he more ready than you? And you just got 62 million a year. I mean, damn. He's any day he's got short. I'm, I'm just saying. I know you're going to have a good season on average 25 and all this. But I'm talking about when it counts. Y'all can't let this slide. And act. The, the hell would it be just being an opening game of the regular season? As a matter of fact, 
It's even more. It's even more inexcusable. You know why? Because he ain't tired. He ain't worn down. Attrition hasn't kicked in. He ain't injured. He's fresh. Okay. And still went scoreless. There's that. Come on, y'all. Come on. No, no, no. Let's go. Hey, look at me. (laughs) Now, I'm really upset about Anthony Davis. He really disappointed me. I'm not playing. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get to somebody who did show up. All right. Staying in the association. I got some big news for you at home. James Harden. Return to Philadelphia's facility as the Sixers prepare for practice prior to today's flight to Milwaukee for their season opener. Sources telling our Adrian Wojnarowski. Tune what does this mean for the 10-time All-Star and former MVP? Harden's in the building, folks. Means nothing. Um, he's there. He literally, I want everybody to remember that I said this. James Harden just went beast mode. I'm just here so I don't get fined. I'm just here so I don't get fined. He ain't interested in playing for the 76ers. He's already displayed that. Daryl Morey, he he says Daryl Morey lied to him. It's personal with him. He's holding on to it, and he is willing to be as disruptive as he can possibly get away with. Remember, new rules inserted into the proceedings allows for a team, if you're doing something like that on purpose, you can ultimately not just get fined, but impending free agency, the team could hold your rights. If they if they deduce that, guess what, this is what you're doing. Now, Harden's got some personal issues going on that's none of our business with his family, and he could have used that as an excuse to say, that's why I'm away. But he preceded all of that by saying Daryl Morey's a liar in front of an audience in China. He reiterated it when he came back to America. He didn't show up for the workouts or what have you. And so because all of that has transpired, he's already put it out there that his beef with Daryl Morey is what this is all about. Because he feels lied to and betrayed. And by the way, a lot of people don't believe he's lying. I know I don't believe he's lying. I'm not trying to throw shade on Daryl Morey. I wasn't there. But the reality is, is when he said that Daryl Morey lied to him, most people in NBA circles are believing Harden, not him. But it doesn't excuse Harden's behavior and what they deem to be his unprofessionalism. And the fact of the matter is, is that because you preceded everything by letting everybody know the animus you're feeling towards Daryl Morey and how that is the provocation behind your actions, you now can't fall back on the personal matters as a reason you're away from the team, which means you got to show up. Otherwise, you're not only going to get fined, but they're going to maintain your rights in that free agency that you think you're going to have next summer. You're not going to have. So should Joel Embiid force his way out? I think eventually he will. If it keeps going like this, if the 76ers as an organization don't get their act together, me personally, let me say this for the record, and it's not going to be a very popular thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Daryl Morey has a damn good record as an executive. He never won a championship, like you would say. He's not Red Auerbach or somebody. But he, he, he has a damn good record. He has a damn good record. Led by James Harden, James Harden, and he he took care of James Harden for a decade. It's not like he never did anything. He did everything James Harden wanted. But here's the thing. No matter how good Daryl Morey was, I never believed that that job should have been taken away from Elton Brand. Elton Brand, I think if Elton Brand had been left in power, I think that he's still there, but his authority was usurped by the arrival of Daryl Morey. I think if Elton Brand is in there, 
I don't think you have a Ben Simmons and Joel B and B problem that couldn't be resolved. And I don't think that you have a James Harden problem that couldn't be resolved. I think it's a mistake. And the Philadelphia 76ers as an organization, as far as I'm concerned, is disintegrating before our very eyes. And if you're Joel and B, despite the fact that you got four years left on your deal, you've given them a lot. You get tired of this. You get tired of this nonsense. Something's got to give. Well, number one, why would anybody hitch their hack wagon to James Harden? Really? James Harden? A poison pill? I wouldn't go near the guy. He never plays well in a huge game. He ate himself out of Houston. He wanted to get the heck out of there after, as Steve said, Morris did, did he everything. ate himself? Uh, Ada, he was overweight when yeah, he went yeah, No, I know. Yeah, I was did. just, I know, I know. He I, he just, he I was just, but I said, what I, what I said, sure ate, it asked the wrong way. No, no, no. You got the idea. No, no, no. We get the idea. You right. You get the idea. He came in there looking like the Pillsbury Dope Boy at that time. And Morey has done everything. Chris Paul, Westbrook, all the moves that he made to make sure and built his team with Dan Tony around in freaking uh, Harden. And then when Harden got to the big game, he didn't play well. That's the first thing. Then he wants out of Houston, they'd save him to Brook Brooklyn. He wants out of Brooklyn, they change him to Philly. Now he wants out of Philly. When is enough enough? When is enough enough? And I totally disagree with Stevie about Embiid. It's not about the organization. It's about the city. And that is okay. a, as we've seen with Harper, we've seen with the Eagle players, that is a great city when they fall in Fantastic. love with their sports Fantastic. stars. It's a great city. And they love Embiid. And they love Embiid. Right. So Embiid doesn't owe it to the organization to stick around. He owes it to the city of Philadelphia to stick around. And if Embiid is smart, he wouldn't go all the way around this merry-go-round that Durant does. He's in Oklahoma City. Then he goes to Golden State. Then he goes to the next. And he's in Phoenix. All in his quest to win championships. And then when he goes to New York, Brooklyn or goes to Oklahoma City, he gets booed out of the building. They can't stand him. So why would you want that to happen if you're Embiid? Stay in Philly, be there for 15 years, and eventually you're going to win a championship. And then you are going to be a god in Philly along the likes of Irving along the lights of Will, that's pretty nice company, so he should stay put. Whoa. Um, whoa. I gave you a lot. You did. Philly's a great city. I have a hard time separating organization from, or I don't have a hard time separating organization from city in this case. Yes. You're right. When you talk about the fan base, they've been through the process, they're with Joel Embiid. However, we've also seen through his career, health, there's a finite window. Opportunity, there's a finite window. I'm with Stephen A. If this Harden situation is going to hamstring the organization in terms of not being able to do a deal that they deem is worthy, not setting the process back, if I may use that moniker, Joel Embiid is trying to win a title, right? And so he can love Philly in the same way we know that Dame loves Portland. But this goes down to business and his opportunities to win. And you just cannot take for granted. We all know that while the teams that win are very talented, coached well, there's also a little bit of luck involved in winning. And so I just don't think that he can take it for granted that this thing is going to get resolved. I wouldn't be doing anything right this moment. Right. But he is in that tier of guy that can force his way out. And if it comes to that, I, I get it. Listen, I respect... Old school, big time. And you are old school, doggy. And I respect the hell out of that. But what I think you're missing is how you can't have that attitude as a player because the organization tries to use the fan base Mm -hmm. to justify either their ineptitude or their sinister behavior from time to time, dare I say. They don't do what they're supposed to do. And if you're Daryl Morey, listen, When I see Daryl Morey, I talk to him. I like him genuinely, to be honest with you, and the whole bit. But 
it's undeniable that there are people who say, listen, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, James Harden and others. He says one thing, he's done another. And that is something that is hard to let go of. You also have to take into account the fact that, again, a lot of times you're relying on that fan base to apply pressure that allows you to get away with not doing what you're supposed to do. Now, James Harden, clearly you have points. He hasn't shown up in big games. Game six and seven was an atrocious performance. There is no doubt. I'm telling you, I've spoken to numerous, as you have, as Wendy and others have, numerous people. We know what we saw with our own two eyes in terms of his performance, and it was bad, but numerous people within the Sixers organization saw that he quit. They say he quit on the team. Law likelihood because he wanted to leave. You have to take that into consideration. Go back and look at the highlights. Game seven in Boston, very beginning in the first quarter, there's a turnover that Harden commits. And Doc Rivers is on the bench spewing, you know, you know, expletives and stuff. I mean, he's furious because everybody's saying he's seeing what we're seeing. This is not how James Harden played in game two. This is not how he played in game five. But suddenly you can't hit the backside of a barn and you can't do nothing. You can't do anything right in game six and especially game seven. And that wasn't the first time in his career that has happened. So we look at it from that perspective. So I get what you're saying. You're not wrong. I'm just saying the part where you say it's about the fan base is about the fan base. Joel Embiid is the reigning league MVP. He's had some bad games and big games, and he has some good games and big games. But the effort is never questioned. The commitment to excellence is never questioned. He's just been injury prone. But we know he's big time. And as an organization, you got to make sure you dissect personnel from a mental perspective to know that they're all in. Tyrese Maxey left and went to Doc Rivers and went to other people damn near crying about what happened in game seven and how people felt about how things went down. This is not an accident. And if you're the 76ers organization, you got to clean that bad boy up. And I think Elton Brand is a key, and I think they made a mistake not leaving him at the helm. I really, really believe that. But they better get their act together because Joel and B don't owe them a damn thing as an organization. Not I, a damn thing. Uh, and one thing about Moray, can we, can we take him out of the Hall of Fame? I mean, he's never been to a final. We yeah. got this guy out to be the greatest general manager in the history of professional basketball. I hate to bring up what he just said about Red Auerbach. I mean, he, he is not that good. I mean, Moray seems to think the offense, when you watch him play, is a disaster. Then Tony never coached in an NBA final, a guy he loved because he was an offensive guy. Enough of Daryl Moray, please. And I don't like Harden. I would never have him on my team. But I, one thing, Maury's not great either. So Stevie might be right. He knows more about it than I do about Brand. Maybe Brand did get a raw deal he did in Philadelphia. Get Monica, did you get, get to follow that up and take I'm us sorry. Home. I'm sorry, Monica. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking too much. I, this, Go ahead. I, I hmm. At some point, I do think you got to be honest about the productivity of the stars you're getting. And I get it. We've got guys that have been multi-time all-stars, they scoring champs, this, that, and the other. But what have you done for me lately? It's a results-driven league. And so I, I'm with you. I'm, I would be very hesitant, not only just because of the on-the-court, but all of the other stuff that has come alongside Harden. So I would be hesitant to make that trade as well. But when it comes to Joel Embiid, you got to do what you got to do to win. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel.
Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. All right, back to football, folks. According to Caesars, Patrick Mahomes is currently the favorite to win MVP this season. Mahomes is at plus 240 to win the award. Tua, Jalen Hurts are behind Mahomes, then followed uh, Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy. Marcus Spears, who is the best quarterback in the NFL not named Patty Mahomes? Lamar Jackson. Um and I know what Jalen Hurst has done, but like we were talking about with the Kirk Cousins situations, right now I feel like Lamar is the guy that will give you more problems than anybody in the league. Jalen has the turnover issues. There are some turnover issues. Even though Philly is having success, he's turned the football over at a high clip, which is very uncharacteristic. I don't expect it to continue. I think last week said a lot for me, too, about Lamar Jackson in this offense, right? We talked about the offense not being explosive as soon as they came out this year. We talked about how it looked bad and receivers got hurt. Bateman and OBJ missed some games. But last week, I think, was indicative of what we will see going forward from the Baltimore Ravens. And I think Lamar Jackson right now, even the games that they've won, it was only because he played well that they won those games. It wasn't anything else. You think about the Pittsburgh loss. Yeah, ugly loss. He had six passes dropped, and two of them was touchdowns. Now, he threw a bad interception at the end of the game, which he deserves the, the criticism for that. But Lamar Jackson, to me, and I've said this before uh, years ago, Outside of Patrick Mahomes, I think Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position affects his team winning and losing more than anybody else. Now, I'm going to uh, – uh, listen, they've lost two games, mm-hmm. Marcus. Okay? Yep. They're not 7-0. He was great against Detroit. Wonderful. 28 points before the Lions got a first down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we give him more the credit in the world, and he's had a good year. But I can't put him ahead of Hurts. I got you. Uh, Hurts last year. Last year still counts. They've only played a third of the season. Let's not go there. Last year still counts. You have to look at the history of it. You just can't go by five, six games. You got to go look a little history of it. And the fact that Tua is ranked ahead of freaking uh, Hurts is a joke in Vegas. Tua, did did, did we see the the Buffalo game? And he wasn't great the other night. They just played each other. I mean, how in the world can we sit there and put Tua second? I mean, that's ridiculous. But, I mean, the bottom line is – Can he win a big one on the road? That's my line. (laughs) Good job. You're following me. There you go. You pay attention more than he does. Good job for you. But the bottom line is you cannot (laughs) put Lamar at or Hurts right now. Hurts is a better player Doggy, right now. I just I got distracted a little bit because while you were talking and Swagoo was talking, she was drinking some water. Hydrating. 
Do y'all notice the that the mug matches the oh, outfit? Well, I like that this. matches I like a the outfit. Palette. Excuse me. Hold on. Do you do that on purpose? This is this. The mug Are matches the outfit. No, the, the, it doesn't match my outfit, but like I have like a zen tone in my home as well. Lots of plants. I like neutrals. It's very relaxing. Y'all see what I'm talking about? I'm with that, Molly. But did you play in the water bottle in the clothes? No, I just I like these tones. Lies. I like these tones. I have this one too. It looks super close. It looks super close. Let me move on. Because she's not thing. telling the truth. She's not telling she's, the truth. I don't I, have to, I, she's not I, telling the truth. I don't I, have to deal I, with it. I don't, I don't want to call you a liar, but it feels like no, it. No, right I match my glasses excuse, to my jewelry. Excuse me, excuse because we got to go to break in a second. I want to go to break on time. Thank you very much. Here's the deal. That's a first. Here's the deal. Here's talking deal, over me for the last Actually, that's Shannon, not me. That's Shay Shay, not me. But the point that I'm trying to make to you is this. Okay. Lamar Jackson, that's the answer to this question. Best NFL quarterback after Patrick Mahomes. We see the performance he put on last week against the seventh-ranked Lions defense. We see that he's second in the league in completion percentage at 71, just .2 points behind Tua. We see what he's done during the regular season. We see yet again, because OBJ isn't what we thought he was going hey, to be. I know you want to hit the half hour. So just Even though, yeah, just don't interrupt me. Even though we have seen um, Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews do their thing, <clears throat> Nelson Aguilar doing a little something, son. In the end, it comes down to Lamar Jackson. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Any doubts about him are valid in this sense. You have gotten to a point where your regular season really don't mean that much to us anymore. He is one and three mm-hmm. in the postseason, just like Kirk Cousins is. Number two, postseason record, one and three in the playoffs, completing just 56% of his passes. Three touchdowns, seven turnovers, 19 sacks, and four starts. At some point, you got to show up when it counts most. We know what he can do. We know how electrifying yeah. he can be. All right? Kirk Cousins may be good, but he ain't electrifying. Yeah. This brother's electrifying. But in the end, okay. you're in I the same un- category with Kirk Cousins. I was under the premise that we were talking about this season in particular right yes. now. We are. Right now at this moment, it's Lamar Jackson. Yes. The second best quarterback overall yeah. is Joe Burrow. Sorry. Like, like if we talking about just overall, I thought we were talking about this season, Gosh, what we've been saying at this. The yeah. odds of the right. Super Bowl Best NFL quarterback after Patrick Holmes right now Molly is Lamar handle, Jackson. Molly didn't handle it right. No, well, Steve, Steve, Steve and Ed. No, it was you. It was you. It was you. It was you. You didn't phrase it right. You did a terrible job. Let's go to commercial. You did a terrible job there, Molly. Hey, how'd you do on your prediction? What prediction was that? Your baseball prediction. How'd you do? She's trying to switch. She's trying to be a baseball Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, 
The majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. time of the week, my favorite segment of the week, when Christopher Mad Dog Russo unleashes and tells us why he's Unleash- Am I allowed to talk? Yes, you are. <laughs> because this you're segment uh, uh, the retired so thing goes out. You're unretired for the next 10 minutes. I'm Close unretired, yours. Marcus. Yes. Yeah. Monica, right, here we go. Welcome you better back. be funny. Welcome back. Number one, <laughs> how about Penn State? Oh, my God. And guess what? The fat guy in Rapid loved him. So we take him against Ohio State. Who's calling their plays? Karma, uh, Carmen? His sister? <laughs> what a disgrace. Over 16 on first down, on third down. That coach is incredibly overrated, James Franklin. They never beat a halfway decent team. They were inept offensively against the Buckeyes on Saturday in Columbus. That quarterback, who everybody tells me, Allah, boy, he's going to be a number one pick in the NFL draft next year. He's the, no, he's not. He was a deer in headlights. They were so bad. Did anybody see that? Yeah, it was bad. Oh, my God. And I'm bad. sitting there at 12 o'clock, and what else is do a typical rainy Saturday afternoon? Count my pennies because they can't convert a third and four, a third and two, a fourth and one. I think, and, and, and listen, this Penn State defense, okay, they're not the 85 Bears. The idea that somehow, some way, this Buckeye defense is impregnable. That's not true. You can move the Against the Ohio State team. And then, of course, on defense, Penn State's got one job. Stop Marvin Harrison. So what does Harrison do? He gets 11 catches for 169. <laughs> and I'm sitting here broke because the fat guy is not going cost me more money. Because James Franklin never beats a... You know what record is against these top 10 teams? It's a disgrace. This is Penn State. It's a disgrace. He can't beat a top 25 team. He can't beat Michigan. He can't beat Ohio State. He, even Harbaugh doesn't have to look at the freaking film and he beats Penn State and get the call. <laughs> oh, my God. That is number one, and I am annoyed. And in all Pennsylvania, what I'm mad about. Mad about Not bad. bad I just want to know, did you eat any gummies while you were watching the game? <laughs> I, I, have my, I have a gummy with him on there Friday afternoon, I told you. Wow. What do you mean you had a gummy with Stephen? No, no. I told him. I had a gummy. I had a half a gummy at five. No. I had a half a gummy at five in the Astro game. That's right. And then I had a half a gummy with the Phillies. I'm actually thinking about joining him on a Saturday morning to watch the game. I'm going to try the gummy when I'm there with him. I'm going to try the gummy when I'm there with him. I want to see this. You like that one? I'm going to try the gummy. You're right. You're right. You're right. Monica. I'm with it. I'm with it. Enthusiasm, Monica. Don't think about the Nick Free game. Well, let's. I'm going to retire. <laughs> I'm still here, all right? 
Number two. Stay focused. How about the penalty calls in the NFL? Ursay, you know what? I don't care about Ursay. Go listen to Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I'm losing another game. But the bottom line is, how about these officiating? We all saw the Colts game with the two calls. I hate these pass defense calls, these interferences, illegal chucks. Then they throw the ball basically to downtown Bloomington, and it's not catchable, and they call a pass interference on the Colts defensive back. This is an atrocious call. And guess what? I bet they're Colts on the money. It always comes back to the money. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, and then they lose the game! That's ridiculous! And how about what happened in LA with Kenny Pickett? Now, how in the world with 220 to go in the game? Right at the 40 goal line, no timeouts for the man. How are they calling that first down? It was not. What is it? That the three flooded lights with the officiating? <laughs> how is that a first down? <laughs> Whoa! Russ, Russ, throw me a water. Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> I got the Rams. <laughs> hold on. Just okay, take, a sip. Just, just take a sip. Take a sip of water. I'm not done with this one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You'll be quiet. This is a lot of money. Don't break this. This is a lot of money. Okay, you, a lot you can pay for it. You make plenty. This, this is a lot. <laughs> Get him, mad dog. You make plenty. Get him, mad dog. Hey, you little fraud. <laughs> and then number three, how do the Eagles on Sunday night, let me get this straight. We play a football game between 22 beasts, and somehow the Dolphins have 11 penalties or 10, and the Eagles don't get penalized all night long? What? What? What do you want? A, we want an Eagle Chiefs Super Bowl again? We know the Chiefs get every call in, in America. They do the push, push, and everything else. And they played 60 minutes in a rugged game, and the Eagles did not have one penalty. And Miami, who's the finesse team, had 10? 10 to 0 with the penalties. Officiating. Look at the scoreboard. Even it up a little bit. Invent Invent something for flying out loud. And guess what? Over-unders for the year, I took under Philly. They're six and one. I got no shot. (laughs) The fat guy in rapping. Number two. You agree? Man, Rob. I agree. Man, Especially, I'm a Steelers fan, and there was no way that was, How? That, was first. that was no way. Uh, was here's no number way. three. That was bad. And this one hits home. Okay. This one has embarrassed me. Oh. That has put my career Whoa. on the line. Hey. How about the Phillies? <laughs> I do it. I mean, let's pick on the Phillies. I you know, I, here's what I want to tell the Phillies: Harper and Turner and Castellanos. All right. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. Nobody cares in America that you beat the Braves. Nobody's interested. Look at the big bad Phillies. Nobody cares about your Citizens Bank ballpark and all your fans standing up. Rah, rah, rah. Nobody cares. You had a 2-0 lead against the Arizona Diamondbacks, who won 84 games, who have usually been intimidated in the East Coast. Kimball blows two games out there in Arizona, but Wheeler gets you back at 3-2 with that great performance on on, uh, on Saturday. And then you come back and you lose two games in that building to Arizona when you get killed, you can't hit, and you... I don't want to hear another word about the stadium, about the fan enthusiasm, or about Bryce Harper. That is a disgrace. If you're the Philadelphia Phillies, you cannot, and I know I said I was going to retire, so this from Baldwin. But you cannot, under any circumstances, lose two home games to a team that won 84 games on a year in that building when you have not lost a home playoff game all year. You cannot lose. You can't do this. 
That is an atrocious performance. And one other thing about the Phillies, before the fan base thinks the big bad Phillies, remember what happened to them last year? They had a 2-1 lead on Houston in the World Series, and then they got no hit. And then they lost game five. And then they lost game six. So for all the Philly home runs and excitement, and they love the team, and all the rough and tough, tumble Phillies, they have absolutely nothing to show for it. Because the Diamondbacks and not the Phillies are going to the World Series. And I, because of that, have had it. I have to say this. It gets a little deeper than <laughs> That's the That's personal for you. That's personal yeah. for you. Yeah. It gets a little deeper yeah. than just the Phillies. Bryce Harper, remember, he was in Washington. Yes, he I remember. Depart. He departs. Mm-hmm. They win the World they Series the, the year after mm-hmm. he leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was really big for him, as great as he can be, to finally show up and be able to close the deal. It ain't his fault. It ain't all his fault. But damn, to lose like you described, it's not good. Man, though, they rough and tough. Tell you like that one. Hey, You're not hey here's the good news. Because I'm your friend and I look out for you. Auntie Molly. If you were if you were retired, you could play more tennis. And golf. And golf. Oh, oh, good and ha- oh, there we go with the tennis. Have you seen this? Look at that first serve, Roger Federer. Have you seen that before? I have not. Look at you. You look good. Look at you. Come on, I'm 64 years old. Yeah. You look good, man. You yeah. look good. Okay. You look good, but drink not your water. Today. But drink your water. Not you're never bad. You're not never bad. bad. Really Some good. are great than others, really but you're good. never bad. You man, go, Phillies bother me. I love and this is all go, Pennsylvania. I love when you go baseball. Hey, and this is all Pennsylvania. Let me ask Penn you State, yep. the Eagles, and the Phillies. Let me ask you this question. When are you going to abandon the fat frog? He keeps yeah, yeah. bringing the man to the show. Like you complain about it every week. What's toxic? We also came up with some NBA teams. I laid off you with the Wizards. He still owes me. You need a new I don't bookie? Owe. I was here that day. That was he he need, took the Wizards. Took it and run and take I them. I remember. And, and they were on pace to win, and then Bradley Beal sits out the I, last game, yeah. games of the month because he's trying to get the hell up out of there. If you need a new guy, I'll that find was a good you. No, I need Fat Rob. No, you, you need, need Fat Rob. You need to meet Fat Rob. We need to bring Fat Rob in the mix. I keep saying it. I just think you're keeping Fat Rob around because he used to work at the Vatican. Yes, and I think you feel like oh, you're going to get cursed or something. Oh, 100%. He knows that, God. That is mostly. the most toxic relationship It's very toxic. But if he knows see. God so close, why are you constantly complaining about him? Like, literally. Because he lose money. It's his bookie. All right, I'm finished. Ready? Money's not more important than the good Lord. A priest is the man bookie. Think about it. It helps, though. I don't want to think about it no more. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Talk. See you later. Oh. Bad dog. Oh, well, I, was, I, I got my command. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ha-ha! First take is hitting the road, y'all, and it's a homecoming. My man Shannon Sharp and your boy, Stephen A. Smith, in the house, headed to an HBCU on Monday, November 6th. 
First take will be live from Savannah State University as Shannon's alma mater will show us how the Tigers get down. Then on Tuesday, November 7th, remember that day, we're taking the show to my alma mater, Winston-Salem State University, where my Rams will be sure to represent. I can promise you that. So be sure to catch Molly, Shannon, and your boy, Stephen A., and special guest, of course, for first take. HBCU Homecoming. Hello. Oh, we can't wait for that. It's going to be epic. Back to the NBA, guys. After falling in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Celtics had a busy offseason highlighted by two key additions, Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis. We get our first look at the new-look Celtics tonight as they take on the Knicks at the Garden. And you're going to be there, Stephen A., for yes, the show. We just saw Malika Andrews already working here, so it's going to be fun to see the NBA countdown crew. Who is the team to beat in the East, the Bucks or the Celtics? I definitely think it's the Boston Celtics. Um, I love the fact that Damian Lillard, Dame Dollar, Dame time is in Milwaukee. Um, Giannis is one of the top two players on the planet. I know this. Um, I get that. I've got some questions about their bench. I know they've got some pieces in place, but Budenholzer is no longer there. Adrian Griffin's got some things to prove as a rookie head coach, but he deserves the job. I'm very happy he got it. But when I look at the Boston Celtics, it's really not to knock Milwaukee. It's that the Boston Celtics got Drew Holiday. I know they lost Marcus Smart, who I consider to be the heart and soul of the team. Jason Tatum is a superstar. Jalen Brown is a star. Got a new $300 million contract. We know Tatum's going to get three fifty. That's what that means. Chris Stapp's Porzingis is not a first or second option, which is not him. He's a third option. But he's 7'3", who can shoot and clearly block shots. And is going to help out on that front line. I think about Derek White at the guard spot, along with Drew Holiday. Defense is going to be elite. Offensively, they've got a two-headed monster with a guy like Porzingis, who averaged, just finished averaging over 23 a game, can shoot about 37% from three-point range. And again, Drew Holiday is one of the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooters in the game, and he's one of the elite defenders in the game of basketball. You take all of those things into consideration, it is clearly a two-horse race within the Eastern Conference between Milwaukee and Boston. And for me, I have seen Jason Tatum walk into Milwaukee in a game six with the series on the line, they're down 3-2 and drop 46 on them. I've seen Boston take Milwaukee out, and I'm just of the mindset that they could do it again. I'm Boston first. Remember, they took Milwaukee out. Middleton didn't play in that series. Let's mm-hmm. be fair. Yep. Uh, if you go, I'm going to take this right down to three-on-three. If I asked you, Monica, right now, we're playing a three-on-three game. Let's do it. Would you rather have Giannis, Lillard, and Middleton, or would you rather have Tatum, Holiday, or... Jalen Brown. I take the Milwaukee side. Tatum, Holiday, or Jalen Brown? Compared to Giannis. The threesome. The no, threesome. the threesome. The threesome. I'm taking Milwaukee. You give me Giannis, you give me Lillard, and you give me Middleton. Jeez, I'll win a three-on-three game against Tatum, against Holiday, and against Brown. So that's the reason why Przingis has been on a million teams. Uh, I don't trust him. That is, and, the, and you can bring up the coaches all you want. The Celtic coach, you know, he's not Bill Russell either, mm-hmm. to be fair. So from that, he won two championships, Russell. We never that as a player coach. So three for three, I'll go Bucks as the team to beat. Okay, I got to say, I actually don't like your three for three argument, but I agree that the Bucks are the team to beat. And for me, it's basically because you can't be the team to beat when you haven't been there yet, right? Like the Bucks have a core group of guys. If you look at the math, they added Dame Lillard, who we know, as you call Stephen A., is box office. But they've got guys that have won championships together. Woody Page used this word a week or so ago on Around the Horn, and it stuck with me. But they have the scar tissue, right, from the losses, yep. from, from winning. 
All Boston got is scars. I do think Holiday is going to be a difference maker, but to me, the collective of what Milwaukee has experienced together, Giannis being focused, Giannis being healthy, let's not forget that he was not healthy last year in that postseason, and that made a major difference. Damian Lillard relishing the opportunity to compete for a championship sincerely. Uh, Middleton obviously assuming that he gets healthy. I just think that Boston has, or excuse me, Milwaukee has experience that you simply cannot manufacture having won it. Mm-hmm. We obviously know that Boston has gotten there. They've come up short, but Milwaukee's won it. Uh, Mad Dog, I, yes. I know you love placing bets, and I know you love your guy Fat Rob, who's gotten way too many shout-outs on the show yes, today. Yes, he has. <laughs> Give me your three right. NBA win this total good. picks for the season. I like to see if you guys agree. Now, number one. Can I give you a little thing about how this works? Yeah, give me a thing. When you play the over-unders in an NBA, you have to be careful. Because obviously a lot of guys don't play these games. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you take a team that you think is going to be great, but then they don't play Curry or Thompson, or if you take the Lakers and they sit, you're going to be sitting there at the end of the year, and they're not going to play your best players, and you need a couple more wins. Yep. So I look at it from a standpoint, I look for the middle ground. What teams are going to be into it for 82 games and making the playoffs mean something? What are those teams? Making the Clippers are going to make the playoffs. So if you take the Clippers you know, and it's 46 and a half, they might, hey, we've got 44, who cares? So I'm looking for three teams that are in a different level. I like Indiana, over 39 and a half. Bruce Brown, I like Carlisle. They got good guards. Pacers haven't been in a postseason scenario in a while. I can see, and everybody likes them. I can see the Pacers win 42, 43 games. That's number one. I like Orlando, over 36 and a half. Yes. That guy's the kids. I like that player. I like that. Orlando. I don't like Indiana. I like that. You don't like Indiana. I think Orlando can win 40, 42 games. Wagner, yeah, the whole And they're going to be motivated. This team hasn't won and made the playoffs in 100,000 years. They were bad, but they were fun. So I'm with you. So I think Orlando could have a good year. Now, here's the second one. I want to take the Spurs. But the problem is Popovich is going to mess around with that kid. He's that kid's not going to play 60. He's going to play 50 games. No, he'll play more than that. He'll just monitor his minutes. So that's the problem. After he, that, All-Star, he, the restrictions are going to reply 65 games, mm-hmm. I understand. But right. that's the problem, Steve. I'm at 29 and a half with the Spurs. Right. If I take them and they got 27 wins and they're out of it, he's not going to play them a little no, I think I think they're going to get about 30 wins this year. So that, well, that's too tight. So I'm going to take it's a trendy pick. And it's dangerous because the mm. world loves them. I like right. danger. Oklahoma City, 44 and a half. I don't mind that. Oh, I don't mind that. That's dangerous? That's, I don't Everybody think that's dangerous them. at all. Everybody I don't think that's them. dangerous at all. You're taking the I think, over under. I'm taking 44 and a half. I, I'll go. I, well, damn, I would be even as opposed I was to say over. I, think, I, think nice. I would think about, I, I would have them at about 44 wins. I like that. I like them at about 44, 38. I think that's what well, you need. About you need right. one more, Steve. What, you need 45, 37. legit. All right. We got to roll. I just guys want to say, you're the queen of the garden, obviously. Monica McNutt. Stephen A is going back for the first time, remember? Oh, I see. He was on the strike against I boycotted that last year. year. I boycotted that last year, and I meant it too. It wasn't a joke to me. This is your first game back? Yeah, first game back. He's doing the the show for you. Do you know that last year the New York Knicks made the media get credentials for each game? Each game. And he didn't get a season pass? As opposed to a season pass. I'm telling you, the treatment of the media Why as would an they organization. Do that? Why would because, they their because it's Dolan. It, the treatment of the media is trash. Okay? But I'm a Knicks fan, die hard. I love the Knicks all my life. So I, I'll go. It's my assignment. I got to do NBA countdown from there and the whole bit. But I just don't like the way, as an organization, they treat the media. I really don't. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. If they win the next two days, they win the next two games and win this series in seven games, if they win, I will I will retire on the spot. This could be the last two hours and ten minutes that you hear my voice on these airwaves. I know that Mad Dog has a show and he's got to do his thing, um, but I would love to see him quit if we won today. You know what I mean? Seawall, the one-two. Swing and a high fly ball right field. Playable for Carroll near the line. Carroll under it. He's got it. And that does it. The Arizona Diamondbacks are going to the World Series. Retirement's treating you nice, huh, bud? You can remember Barbados for you. Yeah, I am out. That's a little something. The like Hell that. with Radio. The Hell with Auntie Molly and Uncle Stevie. I am going to say goodbye to everything. The tie comes off. All right. Shirt. Give me your pick. Are you oh finally, are you finally jumping on a diamond? I am jumping on a diamondback bandwagon now. Texas in six. Uh, my tie on the beach in the Caribbean. Adios. I got the Rangers in seven. You can smile all you want. Ret- retirement it does look you, fitting for him. You though. were dead wrong. You don't get to get away from that. You're going to retire if they lose it, then they, and, and, and then they turn out and lose two games in a row. That was bad. That was bad. No more predictions for you. Lots of gummies in your future. Oh, you got that right. Don't dance. See you later. <laughs> Alligator.